Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm Nikki Glazer. It is Tuesday. I'm in New York City in my hotel in Chelsea. Andrew is in St. Louis at our studio. Noah is in Arizona. Guys, how are you doing today? I'm so, so shocked that we're doing shows day of because usually on weeks like this, we bank a bunch, but it's nice to be doing them currently. I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I, I have COVID, COVID brain. brain. It's, 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 I don't know. I don't want to complain about it because it's not that bad, but it's also just bad enough where it's annoying. And like I think what, people will you describe to us. It what feels that means like, to you? it feels like, you know how I'm dumb. No. Imagine. No. no okay. You, okay. You know how. Um, is it molasses? Is your brain just like you're not being able to think quickly? Yeah. I feel like I have a bunch of mayonnaise in my brain. And uh, that's sometimes and I, where when you're funniest, dude, like oh. when you're tired and like you can't think. Oh, like, I'm not I saying like it's a bad. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll but just be chill, baby. But it makes you feel baby. unmotivated, right? Like you feel like unmotivated to even probably. I just think don't feel happy, funny. to be honest. Yeah. Right. Not, you're depressed. depressed. You might be depressed. 
<clears throat> yeah, I'm depressed, but um, I think I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I see the, yes. you know, or maybe not. Maybe I'll just die. It's fine. <clears throat> no, I mean, I find though when I get depressed, like I really, I'm sorry you're going through that because I, when I get depressed, I know there's, it's nice to know that there is a light. Like it never like stays because mm-hmm. right now I'm not depressed. So obviously every time I've ever been depressed, it's lifted to this point where I'm not depressed now and I know it will always lift. But it's really hard to feel like it will. And it's, um, you just see every, it's just, how does it manifest? I mean, you maybe you don't want to talk about it. Maybe it manifests for you in the way that you just don't want to dwell on it. But like, what does depression feel like to you? Just like. Uh, I mean, I like talking about depression. I think it helps people. But I also don't like talking about depression when other people aren't depressed. Because I feel like, like I'm being a burden sometimes. Mm. You know, oh, especially see, on a podcast I that's supposed to be funny depression. and silly. But. I, um, it's the best I'm the only time I sh- like when I'm depressed like I, I just feel like it's it when you just try to like phone it in and you don't mm-hmm. talk about it is when it gets worse so yeah. I'm not trying to make you talk about it but like I think no, so, that you're a you're probably able to talk about it in a way that when I'm depressed I talk about my depression in a way that's specific and yours might be different and might represent someone at home listening so what's it like for you I think I think what happens is I think COVID or whatever uh you know People, I think, have heard so much, especially if you're younger. Granted, I'm not that young, but, like, you have mild symptoms. You'll be fine. Just forget about it. It's fine, you know? But I think the idea of, like, complaining when you when it's the symptoms aren't, like, that bad, but they're also, like, annoying enough where you can't be present with the person you want to be present with, Brenna. Like, I can't be, like, as happy and touchy-feely and, like, accept love and give love as much as I would like to. And we're, I'm in the is car with COVID? her. Huh? Is yeah. it definitely COVID? Yeah, because, I mean, I think it's a combination of just being exhausted from the weekend. But, like, yeah. yeah. Can no, I also I think- add something that we talked about before the show? Yeah. Andrew was on a roll with working out and, you know, like, improving his golf game and stuff. And, yeah. you know, that, that gave him a lot of, like, positive energy. And um, I think because he hasn't been able to do that, that probably contributes to why he's feeling kind of sluggish and unmotivated and depressed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely it too. I mean, I think I was like, I was really feeling really positive and happy these last two months and like, and it sucks like a disease or whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like we're all so sensitive. (laughs) Like we all think we're so tough and that we could get through shit, but we're all like one minute away from like catching something that'll, (laughs) totally derail everything yeah and whatever look i'll jump back i'll be fine i know that yeah well it's funny because you're talking about covid symptoms like the ones that people are like oh it's you're that's not a big deal it's 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 not let's take covid out of it it's just like mental illness people are just like it's it's not physical so people just don't have as much empathy or sympathy for you and like just don't any kind of mental um disease illness like just little like thing you're going through dip people just don't give you as much leeway as if you were like literally had the flu but that's when i have the depression it's like i have the flu i'm just as much out of commission and you shouldn't be around me because i'll drag you down i'll get you sick i'll try to get i'll my my disease will try to latch onto you to get more it's almost like it likes to spread so it spreads by me not coughing but me like spewing negativity so that people around me get depressed too it's it sucks and like 
I mean, whatever. Like, you're doing the Today Show today. Like, and I mean, this is all like optics and stuff, but like, it's still like you you need to be on. You need to have a good time. Like, like, um, like it is important for you to to smile. So it's like the last thing I want to do is bring my fucking whatever. But I know that like you like the honesty and whatever. But it's just yeah, I don't. So I feel pressure on that point to be like. Oh I don't want to no. fucking. She has to deal with all this other shit. So no. Like, oh my god. I don't think of it that way. If anything, like I've always found that whenever I'm struggling with just feeling too busy and just doing so many things that I'm like, oh my god, I'm just worried about this performance and this. Like, the best thing I can do is like, go. Who needs my help? Like, can I just talk about <laughs> anyone but myself? Like, I just need to go pick up some trash or something. Like, I need to do something that isn't about me. So I. I seek out these opportunities when I'm feeling like I've got too much going on. And it's just, it's just busy. It's nothing that I'm like, I need to be happy for it. And I need to be in a good mood. Like I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's never, um, yeah, that's never. And I feel like, you know, someone was talking about like when you go on stage, like your feet hurting, like my feet never hurt in my boots on stage. Like when you're on stage, you just like all of the things, pain that you're going through physical, mental, like kind of goes away. Even like, as soon as you grab the microphone and then it, I'm, not, I'm not speaking for everyone but i just know a lot of comedians who feel the same way like i'll be depressed up until i grab the mic and then it goes away and then as soon as i walk off stage it comes back so it's like i don't know i feel like if you had to do the today show today and do all these podcasts you would be out of your depression because it was like your adrenaline would like kick in and it'd for be sure. waiting for you on the other side um if it wanted to be but um yeah that's never gonna i really i love um talking to people about the depression i, I think because i think for me it's the only way to like get out of it i think is to like give it a name and to actually honor that it's real and that it's not like just i'm being a baby and i'm i'm a sad baby it's just like yeah. it's an honest to god like physical people just it because it doesn't have symptoms like sneezing and like stuffy nose like depression <laughs> needs like a it needs a better PR agent. It needs to get some kind of physical <laughs> symptoms so that we feel jingle. bad for people. It needs a jingle. Yes. Yeah, like, your balls should jingle when you have it. Something physical are. that you can go, yeah. They are. I don't know. When I get depressed, my penis gets smaller and my balls get longer. So that doesn't help. I don't know. My, <laughs> my pussy totally gets like kind of sloppier. It starts growing. Like the hair starts kind of... Like I, I don't shave it as much. I'm not cleaning myself as I'm not like paying attention to the toilet paper, like pieces in my vagina. Like you just look <laughs> grosser. I'm just Dude, like I, not treating myself well. <laughs> I saw my balls in a different light the other day and I was like, is this depression? Because my balls look like really old and weird. Like, yeah. And I'm like, maybe I'm Wait, sad. What, what about them made them look older? Maybe specific. Just, they, they were, were hanging they were, lower. Maybe they were Wrinkles? hanging a little differently. They were, I have a hernia. By my penis, Ugh. so that hernia, hernia, it's my heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what a hernia is. I just know it's like, oh, you can't press on it, or it'll be like an old man will be like, oh, like, like you can't laugh of, hard or something. <laughs> yeah, is that right? It looks like I have a bunch of warthers above my dick. Yeah, Ugh. it's bad. Is it physical? It, it's inside, right? Though a hernia. Apparently, it's, it's like under your, the skin. Yeah, it's under your skin. If it doesn't hurt, you don't need surgery. But if it does start to hurt, you do need... It looks like a bump above. So it looks uh, like I have a fupa, like a, a fat upper penis. Yeah, yeah. Penis um, area. It is a fupa. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just penis instead of pussy. That's convenient. Anyhow, but yeah, so I think you oh, see I your totally genitals Oh, I totally get to, like, such... 
like my labia get like like balls, <laughs> which labia are the balls of the female anatomy because they are they literally are what would have hold, held your balls if you would have been a man at you know um, your chromosomes would have been an X Y I think that's it um, they it gets like baggier and sadder <laughs> like when I'm depressed my vagina definitely looks depressed it looks like it could use a shower it um needs a good walk around the block needs some sunlight yeah yeah so i get that your whole body does you just feel like saggy and sad i feel disgusting right now i feel disgusting but is it nice though to live with brenna and know that she's like cleaning the sheets maybe help can help you with laundry like keep your area clean so that it doesn't spread around you and kind of like your environment becomes like depression because I feel like when I live alone, depression, like I can't keep a clean space and it would help me if my space were clean or no. A clean space does help for sure. I do think when you have a partner, there's times when depression, I think everybody yeah. wants maybe 24 hours to themselves, complete isolation. Mm. Yes. Let me sleep. Let me not even move. Don't no judgment. Even though I'm not getting judgment from her. I just like, yeah. you just don't even want to think about the, ju- you just want that fucking cave. That alone yes. cave, you want to be a bear by yourself, and then I don't know you can start that's bringing best, people. Though. No, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure I it's not. Th- I, I think we want it so badly, but it's like, it's like drinking. It's like hair of the dog. Like it'll. It's just giving you what you already. You're having a withdrawal symptom from like depression is antisocial, and then you're giving it what it wants to feed it more a little bit. And But it's so hard not to do that. It's so hard to like let people in and be social and continue to talk to people around you. And um, man, I just, do you, you, you don't get suicidal thoughts though, right? I feel like I've had them before, but nothing like. What's your thought process? I'm just wondering what that, what like the thoughts you're telling yourself, like the, um, what, when what? I've had suicidal thoughts in the past, like no, my no, no, suicidal now. thoughts like are now. more like if I'm on a balcony, oh, it would no. be like a split thought, like "Oh, what if I just fell off?" kind of thing. Right. Not like I want to do no, it. No, what are more your like, depression thoughts? Like, what are you, what's your like inner monologue? Um, I guess. My or inner is monologue one? is like there could be stuff like you know uh, I'm not living up to my potential, stuff like mm, that. Yes, I'm not really like taking control of my life i'm not uh beating yourself up about i'm not, not exercising doing. now because like uh you're depressed. You know, i'm you know and i'm and i was sick like like all these things but then yeah. you know like like anything it's just um i i think i've been through it enough where i understand that that the cycle what's going on the cycle like that's the beauty of getting the only th- great thing about getting older is you've been through it so many times yes. you know what it is even yeah. if you're you, even if your brain can't comprehend exactly what's going on you've been there your brain mm-hmm. has even been where it, it doesn't even know where it is right now like like you know what i mean so it's like i am not worried that i'm not going to get out of this. that's good like, it's just in this that minute. I yeah, you still just have feel the flu. It. You just have a cold yeah. of the yeah. brain. Like you can treat it like it's gonna go away. It's gonna lift at some point. I just got to get through it. Yeah, that's the but that's the part about depression that like freaks you out. Is you go, it's never gonna go away. For some reason, it just feels like you can't imagine it going away. And that's the way it feels when you get physically sick. Sometimes, even if you know it's a temporary sickness. But I think that I more often than not when I'm depressed, 
I think it's going to last forever. When I'm in a good space, I go, this isn't going to last. That uh, is that's I, tough. And I think, but I think that's a good way to mitigate depression is to not convince yourself that it's going to stay good <laughs> forever because it just, yeah. the guilt you have when you do have to stop, when you do get sick, like, you can't keep working out every day. You can't keep eating right. Some days you're just going to slip and being able to n- let those happen and know mm-hmm. they're going to come and that it doesn't mean that you'll never get back. Like it's that even when it's good, it's not going to stay good forever because that just doesn't. Sam Harris always says, do you expect if you played a video game and yeah. there was never any like, you know, pits to jump over or like little angry mushrooms to jump over. Like there was no challenge. Like, this would be, do you expect your life to do that? Like, do you expect your life to have no problems the rest of your life? Like, of course, it's going to keep giving you this shit. And so when What it was your is favorite a, video game growing up? Super Mario Brothers 2. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I was just thinking. That was I was like, a hard little, one. Like, yeah, I loved that. I loved all the little worlds you could go to. I loved Yoshi. Um, Yoshi was yeah. your favorite? The little green guy? Yeah, I mean, he was the one who was the one I picked with Super Mario Brothers. Like, Why uh, did you like you him? Know, racing. Because he was the fastest there. And Yoshi was just like, uh, uh, uh. he'd go. Uh, uh. <laughs> it was or like his, that tongue would uh, come out. Um, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, his tongue would come that's out. That's Super go, Nintendo. Uh, that's the Super oh, yeah, Nintendo su- one where you could ride him. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Super Nintendo 2. Like the second thing of Super Nintendo. Where you would go. Uh, and you could, yeah, you could do that. But I also just like that sound you make when you jump on him. He's, it's great. Um, what about your favorite video game? I mean, growing up, Sonic. I was a Sonic guy. I, oh, yeah. You know, I didn't want to think. I don't like thinking in these games. A lot of Sonic people, made me think too much. I feel like it really? was a different controller. Was you hard. start with Super. You start with Nintendo, and then you go to Sega, and it's like a whole new operating system you got to learn. <laughs> I love how you, you say like Sega. You say Sega, Sega like a commercial. Sega. 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 <laughs> what do you say? No, Sega. Sega. Wait, what? what That's how they used to Vegas. say. They say Sega. Sega. Oh my God! It's Vegas. I say Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Were Vegas. you were you shitty to the Sega, Sega. kids, or were you, were you a Nintendo head? No, like, were you I mean, stuck? I was, were you loyal? Because there are people that you know treat Sega as like we just didn't get Sega, <laughs> and so I didn't get to really know it. But I wasn't shitty to them. I just like I you know PlayStation came along, then we upgraded to that, and then I and then I dipped out of Nintendo. I Nintendo sixty four never learned, never knew how to do it. Just like didn't want to learn, couldn't do it. Um, and then I tapped, and then Sega, or uh, I guess PlayStation was the last time. PlayStation I don't think Two was my last. We realize operating. how big video games are now. Like, oh my god, they're insane. It's it's everything. It's honestly, I feel so stupid to not be involved in it because it's there's so thirteen fun. year olds making like thirty million a year, just like killing zombies. Yeah, it's social. They all talk to each other and they like yeah. hang out and play. Like that was obviously we we hung out with our friends to play when back then. But like it's it's yeah, it's a whole world that I'm so. I'll never catch up and I just don't know how to. I mean, I'm sure if I became like bedridden be or something, yeah, I would yeah. pick up I would pick up video games. Because it would be funny if we got a full on gaming system and me and you got really into it. Like just try. <laughs> Why don't we try to get into like Halo, me and you? Like just see what happens. I, w- I mean Chris <laughs> will laugh. not he was playing a game that I make fun of all the time called like Dragon Quest or something like that. And he was obsessed with it. And he has made it so like he doesn't let himself play Dragon Quest because he knows that it will derail his life. And so he doesn't let himself do it. He also, there's other things that he's just like, I don't, I can't follow follow college football or th- certain things like that where he's like, I 
it's too much work and I will become obsessed. It's the way I am with TikTok. Like I just can't have it on my phone. I know it's I'm going to love it and it's going to take up too much time and I just can't sacrifice that time right now. But man, I did a barstool uh, show today. A controversial one it's called bff and it's with uh i'll talk about it when i get back from the break oh, we gotta yeah. take a break yeah it's with Ooh. what's his name dave the guy who founded barstool oh with portnoy oh, dave portnoy yeah portnoy and they were like my publicists were like you know he's controversial do you even want to do this and i was like fuck yes i do and i'll tell you about it when i get back from break andrew i shine and come in baby go get the arms are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free 
through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the show. Um, yes, yeah, so I did BF, I think it's called BFF. With, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, with the Josh guy and the girl. Josh and yeah, Brie. Yeah, yeah. Josh is like a 20-year-old TikToker. Brie is an influencer herself. Um, and then Dave like is the guy that founded He's 48, uh, yeah. Barstool. And da yeah, Dave is uh, very old. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it was funny because I'm wondering if it makes the cut. You know, Dave got... You know, it's controversial. He's controversial because he got like a little bit me too'd and stuff, right? Like he was pursuing young women and then he like they would get to his house or whatever and he would I guess be mean to them if they didn't fuck it well, I don't know I like it to me nothing illegal took place so I was just like yeah I'll be on a show and I'll I'll just I'm not gonna like kiss his ass or you know I'll I'll say what I want but I didn't feel like I had to go in there and like call him out I just wanted to like see what it was about but I said at the very beginning I was like Hi, Dave. I was like, it's great because he was remote. I was like, it's great here at Barstool. I go, as a woman, I feel great here. Went to the bathroom. You guys got like lotions for us. You got like <laughs> pads, tampons, a scale. I had to write my weight on a little board. I don't know what that was. About. Like, you know, I was obviously joking. Yeah, he goes, we're yeah, going to take that. Yeah. We're going to take that out. But um, all right. Uh, I was just like, really? <laughs> I'll no, be interested be to see if they take out that joke. He goes, well, we're just going to leave in the part where you said it was great for women. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see if he leaves. If he leaves it in, uh, I, I will have a different feeling about the whole experience than if he takes that out. So how but did the interview go? Like, how did you feel? It was good. Like I mean, it was like, we just like talked about like the way people dressed at Coachella. We went over like um, uh, different uh, just news headlines pretty much. It wasn't like a, an interview as much as it was more like, he asked me about, you know, the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Um, yeah, it was, it was fine. You know, I have thoughts, but I'll save those for offline or when... You know, <laughs> I, I have a little more distance. No, but it was, it was actually like I had, I really did have fun on that show. And then I did, also did KFC radio at Barstool, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time to do. And we had a great time. Did you do um, Would You Rather? Yeah, I did. I did. I played the game, which they do ask the internet. And did I they get mad that we make fun of it or no? No, I talked about K on KFC radio. I was like, because I called out like edgy comedians and I talked about how edgy comedians I pretty much did the edge and was like here's your Hell audience yeah. needs to know what comedians are doing 
when they act like so cool and and I explained he loved it and then um I did tell him a lot of these ask the internet questions are and he was like they are and then uh but I had fun it was fun it was good but um yeah it was a long day I mean I just came from Barstool and before that I Sarah um, Silverman yeah, started out the day at the Today Show. Well, I started out here at my um, hotel room. Robin is in town. She was my makeup artist on F Boy um, Island One. I met her. She's from the. She lives in Cayman, and she came to town and did my makeup starting at six thirty, and then we picked, got picked up at nine fifteen. Went to the Today Show. I knew that Sarah was going to be on the show. Sarah Silverman was going to be on the Today Show with me. They were like, "Do you want to do a segment with her?" And um, yeah, it was really fun. So she, I got there. And I saw her and we had a really good time just like just talking about she like is dating um, a comic writer Rory Albanese and she was just talking about how they came to be and like um, she's talking about her friendship with Chelsea Handler and how um, this was on air this is backstage this was like backstage but she's just like so nice and personable she came just to my green room we were just like hanging out she's like what are you promoting And I was telling her about my show and she's just so nice had you met her before yeah spent time with her before yeah, I, if you don't know, like, the way I am about Taylor Swift, I was about Sarah Silverman yeah. for a few years of my life. Like, massively, mass, maybe more so, because I was younger and a little bit more insane. And um, I knew everything about her, bought her posters off eBay. Like, I, and this was back when there was no Instagram. There was, it was just, like, maybe MySpace back then. But I was obsessed with her, read everything, watched everything, and... Um, how does it so feel to like know to, her now? Yeah, crazy. how does it feel to? Uh, I don't know. Now fast forward all these years. I mean, you you literally your first stand up. You you were like substituting like jo- like yeah. She was your hero. She was your mentor. Yes. Like in your she mind, she was Taylor Swift, and she was as a, unattainable. It was like um, it was like the way I feel about Taylor Swift in terms of like what I'm doing with music now. Like that's how much of a novice I was compared to her talent. And now I've been in the business long enough that I've kind of like caught up and I'm kind of in her world obviously um but I've oh I've overcome the initial like oh my godness because that happened early on I talked about on the today show today but like I got to meet her during my obsession randomly because we had a a mutual friend Doug Benson and it was I mean that was one of the wildest days of my life like just him like just being like hey Sarah's gonna pick us up today we're gonna go to Kimmel and I was just like Sarah who like what and he's like Sarah Silverman and I go Wait, Doug, I don't think I was just I was just graduated college. I was like, I don't think you understand like Sarah Sil- we're p- riding in Sarah Silverman's car and like it was it was it was insane. I went to Jimmy Kimmel. That was the time I went to Jimmy Kimmel with Sarah and Doug and that was the one where she did I'm fucking Matt Damon. That whole thing. That was like the debut of it, it was a Jimmy's birthday and we were there and um she's always been so nice to me like hey doll you know just like hey there like always calling me doll and like just like oh come here and just so loving so sweet always so nice and we never become like close friends because I I mean I wouldn't if I her was her want to be close friends with someone who's that obsessed with me it's like the same reason I don't think Taylor Swift and I will ever be that close no matter what happens because it's just hard to be friends with someone that's that obsessed with you but today on the today show i got to like kind of gush about her and to her face um which i have not i've i think i've done before but probably tried to play it a little bit cooler today i was really able to like go pretty fucking hard right in front what of her, makes right you feel like you were able to gush more like because i was what? on camera and it was just easier with like you know all those people <laughs> no there. no i'm not everything's I, always I think, easier on a camera yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Like I would never do tell her that because like it's a lot to take on someone's energy when they're like, I love you. Like I've yes. known everything. Like that's a lot for that person. That's why I, I, I tend to not do that and burden people with that. I don't mind it when people do it to me. I like help them through it and like I get it. But I... I just don't want to bother people that are just, you know, they have, she has a long day of press, I'm sure. I just did. But on camera, I'm like, this is more, this is interesting. This is better for other people to witness and to her to kind of like have to take it because we're on camera as opposed to like, did you do well, this? No, you have to say that. Huh? What was her role on the show? Like, what did she talk about? Mm. She was there promoting, she has a play that I walked by today. I'm in Chelsea and I walk by this theater and I see a sign for the bedwetter. And I'm like, that's the name of Sarah's book. And then I look and I'm like, that's a play by Sarah Silver. I was like, oh, it's a musical <laughs> of the book. And it's the musical she's promoting that um, the guy from Fountains of Wayne, Adam uh, Schlesinger, I, th I forget his last name, but he died during COVID. Um, but he wrote this, he died tragically. He's the lead singer Fountains of Wayne. But they wrote this whole musical that was supposed to come out in 2020. And now it's coming out now. And she was there promoting that. But we just had fun. And we, she did a segment, then I did a segment and she was sitting there for it. And then we did this other segment called like, secrets and we were supposed to write down secrets on a piece of paper and then they put them in a bowl me hoda jenna bush the two hosts of the taste show and then sarah and my secrets were really weird and theirs were all adorable and mine were <laughs> you know were i they? like to watch videos of people having corns cut out of their foot to like soothe myself to sleep and theirs were like one time I threw a shoe at my sister's head and it cut her lip. Or like one time I, I, sold, I used to sell now and laters to my classmates. And mine was, I, the other one I did was I can't get a ring off my finger. And it's been on for two months and I have no plan. I'm going to die with it on. So that was my other <laughs> secret. But I had a hard time coming up with secrets. I really did. I gave them a bunch. But um, that was, those were the two they chose. I'm going to see what I gave It's kind of like I when have. people are like my, uh, what's it called when it's like my, Oh fuck! I, I just never mind. I just drew a blank. Oh, when when COVID someone, brain? yeah, when I when you have COVID brain and you can't think of anything. <laughs> no, uh, what's it called when? Uh, not when you have a dirty secret. When you have a, uh, uh, you'll know it. I I kind of know what you're talking about. You like know a, it. Um, uh, like bukkake, a bukkake, bukkake. Oh no, God! No, 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 <laughs> malarkey. No malarkey. Well, it's really hard to come up with a secret because you could think a secret is something that. My guilty like, uh, pleasure. My guilty pleasure. I hate. Or like they're a always trivia. Guilty oh, pleasure. Always like something adorable. Uh, yeah, it's never. It's like oh, I like to eat pizzas cold sometimes. It's never yeah. anything. Well, we were backstage. That's really and there was guilty. Some, there was some like, like a cooking demonstration on in the segment before us, and we were watching it. And Sarah was like, "I've never had fish." I go, "Is that your what? secret today?" That's a good secret. And she was like, "I've never eaten fish. I'm from New. I'm from New Hampshire, and I've never like I'm from New England, and I've never had fish." And um, I was like, is that your secret? And she goes, no, that's a good one, though. I should have said that one. But hers, um, her, I forget what hers were. They were, dar they were darling what they were. Mine were, I, I gave them, I can speak a secret language that I learned on spring break in high school that is super easy to learn but impossible to understand unless you know it. I have a ring on my finger that I can't get off. It has been stuck for two months and I have given up and plan on dying with it on. <laughs> I said, to soothe myself to sleep at night, I watch videos of people having corns and other growths cut, <laughs> dug out of their feet. Um, number four, I don't understand football and have tried many times to learn the game, but it makes no sense to me and never will. And number five, my biggest phobias are centipedes, air shows, and men jumping off of diving boards. I was going to say fat men, but I didn't want a fat shame, but it is fat men jumping off of diving boards. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, it's just bulky men, bulky brazen men. Have you ever seen a guy live fall off a diving board bad? Like, have you seen anything? Any, like, what, what are these fears? Like, I know you went to the I air show. I don't want someone to get hurt. I don't you want anyone to get hurt. 
I don't want to see yeah. blood. I don't want to see a. I, I don't want to hear a head go thwack. Like I do not like. I didn't like watching uh, America's Home Videos with Danny Tanner. Like I love that show, but like I hated seeing people get hit in the balls. I hate seeing people. Do- T- Tosh point oh, unwatchable to me because I cannot trust that I'm not going to see someone get like really maimed. But I have a new bit on stage about how like my favorite YouTube videos are the the beauty queen who fell in the fire and had to develop a personality. Like those are all my favorite. I love seeing the aftermath of these accidents, but I don't want to witness the, the accident itself. Yeah, you like to see them rebound from the, the horrible thing that happened. I just love people that have like been crazily disfigured and they have to go out in their world and everyone stares at them. Every, little kids make comments. People, like, people whisper and they... They just love themselves. I think it's just such, it's so, it's such a good thing to watch. It is not me being morbid like, oh, I want to see what this girl looks like with her face burned off. It truly motivates me because anything I think that I can't go out because I don't, I feel fat or I can't go out because I feel ugly or whatever, like just to see these people, how their lives changed when they had to overcome this, they not all of them make it I'm sure but the ones that you hear stories about like their lives are so much better and they just nothing can get them down like it's just incredible and it just means deep down that none of that stuff really matters these people are way happier than I would guess J-Lo is a it's lot of almost, times it's amazing how do I put it though where it's like when you're conf like you'll see someone that's so disfigured that they lean so much into the confidence of it because Here's the thing. Yes, they're going to get a lot of negativity, but they're going to get a shit ton of positivity because it's so extreme. You know what I mean? Like, 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 I'm, I'm not trying to like, I'm not anything. trying to like, huh? I'm not trying to like. They deserve like, it. Of course. Whatever they want. Of course. I'm not Even trying to downplay Even if they're using it. it to get like more like likes or whatever, fucking yes, do it. Agreed. But I, uh, I know agreed. like. If if there's something about you that can be toned down in terms of like, you know, because there are things when you see a burn victim, it is a normal thing to go, oh, my God, like it is a person that is doesn't look like a person. So you should have a reaction to it. It's, it's totally normal to go, oh, my God. One time when I was in traffic, it was one of the most horrible things that I've ever done. And I didn't mean to and I couldn't help it. But. I looked to the right of me when I was stopped at a stoplight and a burn victim was staring at me from the car next to me. And I just go, ah! I screamed because it was so frightening to see someone that looked so disfigured. And I felt so bad, but it was a normal reaction to that because it was, it looked like someone who, you know, like it, it looked like a human, but not a human. It's a, why we, we don't, it, yeah, it was a normal reaction. So I feel like if you there have to was throw a, water on them, Nikki, and I go I mean, kill it, kill it. No, I, <laughs> I felt so fucking bad. We had one I, burn victim in our town. You always have like, there's always one. There's always like one, and they have like no I love ears. Them so much. And like, and and people, no, you know that uh, they did the stand up thing. So fucking hard. They did that stand up thing where they uh, had you know um, burn victims and stuff do stand up mm. about it. And I remember watching that, and it actually like changed my perspective. Not my perspective, but like I understood it more. I think. What happens is you ignore it because you're just you're so afraid of it, like when yes. you're a kid and you make fun yes. of it and you're scared of it. And I, and I really do believe that it like if you if you become friends with a burn victim, you do not see it at all anymore. Or someone with a gigantic tumor hanging off their face that they have to like part it so they can even put things in their mouth. Like I've seen all these things on YouTube. I see their family around them, 
and their friends and like they don't see that stuff you it really does go away and i i don't have an experience specifically that i can say of like oh i i know that feeling but like i know that when i was like so skinny that i looked so scary like Mm -hmm. my friends did not see what they saw when they first met me uh, uh, ultimately it just they didn't look at me like a skeleton like a walking skeleton they just they even told me they were like we like i forget that you look so like i forgot that you look so scary people would like come to me and be like what's wrong with nikki and i'd be like oh my god i forgot and i remember hanging out with josh blue who has cerebral palsy and i was a little bit scared to hang out with him because his body is very like twisted up and like really you know um you know cramped up in in a, in a way that he's struggling with um his cp and i used to be like i just don't want to be around it because i was like scared that I didn't know how to hug him or I didn't know mm-hmm. how to, like, if I, should I help him with things or, like, when he talks slow or he talks weird. Like, wh- it's just, it's, you're scared of what you don't know. And I just remember working with him one weekend. And, like, by the end of it, I was, like, I just didn't even know he had a thing. Like, I forgot that he, I was in public with him and saw people looking and, like, didn't understand why they were looking. It seriously disappeared. And mm-hmm. that was the first time I was, like, oh, you really can. It, it you you just you adapt and you just you really do tend to love someone for who they are and that's i think a probably an adaptation because we stay with each other even after we're like old and our bot we end up looking like burn victims anyway with like how old we get and like wrinkly and stuff like we end up looking and you're tan yeah exactly <laughs> um i do i'll do a fake burn someday um but spray burn um, spray burn but I, yeah, I think it's Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think exposure to it, I think um yeah, it, it is yeah. But how do you, you know, it it, it sucks Look because them you, in can, the eyes. you can't experience it unless you get to get close to them. Like you can't just like rent someone that has a deformity so you can feel better about it. Like well, I ask wish questions like, and engage yeah. them. Ask them about it because like they're willing to talk to you about it and acting like it's not there is not like you can act like it's not there when you you don't need to actually ask them about it so go oh my god what the fuck happened to you but it's actually okay to do that like i've i found i mean i don't want to speak for all of them but like people who have disabilities don't mind you going like what's going on here like can you explain it um have you ever seen the movie because, the greatest showman yeah no oh it's the best it's this it's yeah. all this it's all this it's the best oh, really? movie oh because it's like a freak show at circus right yeah it's unbelievable oh yeah oh yeah. okay maybe i gotta see it Ugh. yeah i'll just never forget like Watching, I've talked about it before, but I did um, watch it watching. with like my five-year-old nephew, and my brother was like, "This isn't quite right for them yet." Like, mm, I, I, think I, wanna, I think I want to. I think I. Did they have? Were they okay at the end of it? They have questions. Uh, I, I think it was too adult. I, I was like, they gotta see this movie. I was like, I think this is more about me than my nephews. You know? Oh my god! But, isn't so often whenever you watch, make someone watch something. <laughs> Never, they never like it as much as you do. Oh yeah, and you're like you're looking at them the whole time, like like it, like oh, it's so much pressure. That's why I say go alone to shows. You don't have to check in on anyone. (laughs) Just go, go fucking enjoy things. All right, let's get to um, the news. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, it's Tuesday, folks. You know what that means? It is Tuesday. Hope you're having all the swells out there. if uh, if you're not, it's okay. We're all depressed. Well, just me. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm alone. Sometimes I think about life and how it's just not really that great. And like I could be more and everything. And to you, Noah, what's up? What <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you can go see 
Nikki and Andrew <laughs> at the State Theater in Minneapolis yes. on April 29th. I'm excited about that. I will be in such good moods for those shows. I really hope people come out. I'm going to be in Madison. the best mood ever. My fucking yep. press Two week shows. will be over. Nikki Glaze, welcome home. Nikki Glazer will be out sun- that Sunday. Oh, yes. There's nothing else I have to do. Like it's a huge. It will be a vacation for me in Minneapolis and Madison this weekend. I will be in the best mood. Please come out to those shows. It'll be the worth I'll still be Theater. depressed, guys. So just bear with <laughs> yeah, me. and and give Andrew a hug at the meet and greet, will ya? Come on. All right. I'll be What's good the first by news item? All right, the first news item was sent to me by a one Nikki Glazer. Oh yeah, oh. I forget what this was, but I read wait something inside I was like, news. I, when did we start doing this? I forget it already, so I all right, all right. right. Well, all right. Nice. This is a nuts. Stu- a study finds that a majority of people discount habits that underlie much of human behavior, much like drinking coffee, for example, and they write them off as behaviors that are due to our mood and our intentions. Hmm. Scientists yes. say that much of what we do every day is habitual. Uh, that automatic triggering of behavior versus conscious intentions is what makes a behavior habit. So what they were saying, what I gleaned from this is like a lot of times people wake up in the morning. They're like, I need coffee. I'm so tired. I need it to mm-hmm. wake up. It's not so much that you need it to wake up. You just are like succumbing to a habit. So like yes. we are more addicted to habits than we are the substance that we think we're addicted to, which was kind of turned what I think about caffeine addiction on its head for me. I, and I do believe that like I woke up this morning and I go, there are times where I do not need coffee. I just want to do something. I want to do the thing that's comfortable going into the Starbucks, the mobile order, pressing like the submit button, going in, grabbing it, the warm cup in my hand. It's not about the drug as much as it is about the habit. I thought that was, I just thought that was interesting. Does that make you think about anything in your life? I mean, yeah, every time we get Starbucks. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what it, You even said you, yesterday. Remember oh, what? When we got oh. Our, I mean, was yesterday, it just, right? It, God, I can't it, believe Two it days yesterday. ago. It made me just, so, I don't know, a half a cup of coffee. I mean, it's just, it changes it your whole life. We got to the airport Monday morning in Nashville and you go, God, coffee's good. And I was like, isn't it? Like we just were in such a better mood than when we got in the car. But it could be us feeling fulfilled from doing our ritual, ritual. a habit. Yeah. yeah. No, but do you rit- have anything What does like a that? ritual do though? Does a ritual make you feel safe? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? It makes you feel it safe. Makes it you makes feel you feel like, like the world. Die. Yes. Like, the, yeah. like things are happening the way they're supposed to. There's nothing like novel is fun and sexy, but I think when it comes to habits... Um, there's something just very comforting, comforting about it. Yeah, I've yeah, never been a habitual so person. Yeah, what is what are your habits in the morning? No, when you wake up in the morning, what do you have the same breakfast every morning? I don't have the same breakfast every morning. I guess maybe going on my phone is yeah. a bad habit, but this also applies to good habits. Yes, from what they said, um, like what. So, for example, like Andrew exercising and putting his workout routine on his Instagram story, like doing it on a regular basis around the same time in the same way. And just, you know, um, maybe you thought the intention was, oh, I'm going to get in shape to look better. But it could have been like something else. It was, it was a just habit. Like, was, right. Like uh, to, yeah, build, sure. to build a comfortable, like, yeah, habit. To, and also like, like the, it the gave you something to do habit. at a certain time of day. It was positive. Mm-hmm. You felt good after. So that is what kept you motivated. So right. we could also look at it in that way. There's something just so cozy about the thing you do every, like 
when I get into bed and I get to, to pull up Reddit every day, it just means my day is over and I get this thing that I save till the end of the day. I don't go on Reddit before then because it's like, that's my safe, that's my fun little like cachet of all this fun stuff I get to read. That's just such a little treat for me. Um, in the morning, breakfast and coffee are so exciting every morning as a habit. Also, you know, walking my dog when I do have my dog with me or... Um. Yeah. Do you even check, this. Do you even the check your phone when you wake up. Oh my God! Yes. What? Of yeah, course. It's, it's not it's, even a habit. It's just like a reflex. At this I have point, a question though. Yeah. Knowing yeah. this, do you think that you could change a bad habit more easily? Now that you know that yes. it's not something that your system absolutely needs, like caffeine, yeah, because for I this this is fits into everything I believe about addictions or about like bad behavior is that we convince ourselves it's so hard to quit. Because we're addicted. Like smoking, people are like, oh, God. But like w when you really get down to it, a nicotine addiction is not a difficult addiction at all. It's like that's part of the propaganda by the cigarette companies is to convince you it's hard because they know if you think it's hard, you can go, oh, it's hard. I can't quit. So as soon as I let go of, oh, nicotine's hard to quit, which I had been telling myself for years, it was easy to let go of. So if I'm able to tell myself when I'm craving that third coffee like, is this because you're tired and you need caffeine and like you're scared of a headache will come on if you don't have it? Or is this because you just are feeling a little stressed out and you want to feel the comfort of a habit? And I think it'll be easier to let go of, I think. Yeah. I'm not checking my from. I'm, I'm going to go. Granted, I still haven't gone to that Chinese place I said I was going to. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm okay. not checking my I'm not checking. Well, my we got we to gotta get to the Columbine story before any of this. <laughs> oh, it's soon. <laughs> I think it's next. I, I told yeah, Noah about it. Yeah. Um, I feel it coming. I'm, I'm not. I'm not checking my phone before I get out of bed. From now on, for in, at least I for a don't month. Believe. Let's How do are you going to enforce this? Try it. Huh? Let, let's all try it. Let's all try it. We're not but checking like, our. Do we remind ourselves before we go to bed tonight? Like, will you guys remind me? Because I'll forget. Yes. Okay. So yes. what can we? In check? the morning, I will just. We, but I have to have my phone email. next to me. Why? Oh, yeah, for work. For work. No, for my white noise. <laughs> Oh. And my alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and maybe just me and Andrew will do it. We'll try. <laughs> no, no. Nick well, in the morning, I don't Nick check Instagram right away. Like, I eventually get to it. But in the morning, I usually put on Chris's radio show as I get into the shower and get ready. And okay, then, that's fine. That's not your phone. That's cool. I, I, I don't check Instagram and emails and texts until, like, sometimes I'll see texts and there's tons of them. And I'm just like, no, I don't need to do this right now. Like, <laughs> okay. when I have time, it comes. I can do it. But, um... Can Instagram I get to the next story? Stopped. Yes, please. Let's do it. Okay. I'm in the habit of just like talking so long for through the first story. So let's change that habit. <laughs> All right. This Check is a phone. crazy story. Firefighters rescued a woman who had tumbled into a public vault toilet. Do you know what that is? <gasps> I heard about this. She dropped her phone. She dropped her phone in there. A vault toilet is one of those like public toilets that don't flush. It's just like a like a well where all the like a porta potty. Oh, except deeper and, and a little bit bigger. Mm. Um, <sighs> while attempting to fish her cell phone out of the waste using dog leashes. So basically what she did, uh, she was using the phone on the toilet when it fell in. After she disassembled the toilet seat, she used dog leashes to try to retrieve the phone and eventually used... Um, uh, Mount Walker. Did she have yeah, a dog? Yes, yes. Why did she and have leashes? So, so she tied herself off as she reached for it, and no. the effort failed. She failed hard. So glad Avi didn't have to go fucking rescue this first. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these poor firefighters—they said it was like the first time they ever had to rescue someone. She fell head first 
into that into shit. well. Just because she needed her phone. What was on her phone? Like this is, this is it. Is I mean, this, this woman? Do we know her name and face? Well, here's is she the thing. disfigured. After being rescued, she was washed down and she was strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after being exposed to human waste, but she didn't yeah. she just wanted to leave. She was probably so embarrassed. Did she oh get her phone? Thing. Did she get her phone? She did. did. She That's how phone? she called yeah. the firefighters. Oh god, she <laughs> called from inside the shit cavern. <laughs> I mean, I, my stomach is flipping right now. It, that's the most disgusting thing I can ever imagine. Like, what a torturous thing to happen. Where does it end? I mean, I, 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 I want to know, man. I hope I would watch a seven-hour documentary series about this incident and about this woman and her life. How it, how we got to this. How we got to this. I want to know about her childhood. I want to know what happened. What's on her what, phone? How much? What is like, on her phone? What she d- looks at on her phone? What apps she's using? How far like, would you go though to get your phone? Like, let's say you were walking into an elevator and it, mm-hmm. the phone fell in between the the elevator and the, like the door and it, and it fell down. The I would shop. go to the front desk and go, "This is what happened. What what are we looking at? What 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 can we do?" And then I would just go to the AT and T store and go, "I'm fucked." Like, listen, I have the financial means to buy another phone right away, and it it's not a huge hit, but like, I would I would go pretty far to get back my phone but um dropping it in the toilet yeah i'd reach right in and grab it a vault toilet a fuck point. no yeah, you've done that's shittins, like so yeah, yeah. I've done shittins i'm not scared of getting my hands a little <laughs> dirty you talk with andrew <laughs> santino about it on his yeah i did i um, talk about I, I saw someone this happened to someone in front of me i swear to god not no i'm not kidding i was at camp and we were we were looking for like worms <laughs> oh god andrew. We were looking for like worms to fish and we were like picking up big rock. We were trying to pick up rocks to like, 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 and there was this big, heavy, like rock and we didn't know why it was so heavy and it was so, and we had like four people try to like fucking move this rock and we moved it, we moved it and we moved it and fucking it was, it was covering a shithole, like a a shit, like, like it was just shit and the kid just fell right in. Wait, did you push him? Did he? Or did he slip yeah. with the rock? He slipped and he just fell. And I was like, can you grab a worm while you're down? No, no, no. He you, was, got, you were like, grab a dog leash. <laughs> and so you, can you grab did my- Did you get him out? Uh, did he, was he mo- able to get out or was he like swimming in this shithole? So he was swimming in it for a second. He was able to, he grabbed him, but it was to his neck. And he's running around. He got out of there and he didn't know what to do with his body. You don't know what to do when you're- Oh, you know. God. And I he's mean, just, he so was crazy. running around like, 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 like. I don't know, like a chicken with a head cut off. Like he didn't know what to do. Like he was. Yeah. It was. It was that embarrassing. Like, I mean, I don't know. It I was, mean, uh, I think I've it. talked about it on the podcast before, but the homeless man in Hollywood Boulevard, who a woman after she got done with a a dinner with her friends in 2019, was walking to her car on it was parked on oh, Hollywood God, Boulevard, yeah. and a homeless man <sighs> with a bucket of his feces that he had been collecting for weeks and months. It was warm diarrhea he dumped it on pulled her out into the street as she was trying to get into her car dumped it on her and then left and she had shit water coming off of her eyelashes like it was just and she she's awesome she went public with it and was like i feel sad for that man we need to help these homeless people like this man was clearly deranged like she was not gonna hide she was not embarrassed of what happened to her and i think most people would be like once Mm -hmm. you've been doused in shit you think that like how can she was like i have trauma from it i have ptsd like i still like she's 
but she was so you can watch the news report on it it's wild it's wild what happened. and they have a like a video of it too it's it's disgusting it's so awful i'm sorry i'd rather uh, be punched in the face and shit thrown off absolutely all day long. it's just the it's so wild this thing that is inside all of us on a daily basis that we let go of <laughs> and it's like we are walking around with inside of us is the number one fear of all of us that makes us like i really feel nauseous right now even talking about these and i'm not someone who gets really like sick from talking about gross stuff. I'm not someone who's like, don't talk about that, I'm eating. Right now I'm feeling, my stomach is doing things. So let's get to, to why do I, oh yeah, let's get to the next story. Okay, this is fun. Um, This is the most popular song from the year you were born. Okay. Thanks to just Jared for coming up with this. Okay, 1984. I think I know what it is. What do you think? Oh God, it was... I've looked this up before because it's like maybe so artist. Do you remember the artist? Wait, is sure. this the year you were born or the month? The, the year you were born. Oh, most popular song I, of the year. I'm guessing I'm gonna like guess, Whitney Houston. That's what mm, I'm guessing. Prince, something by Prince. No, I don't know. You're not that far off. It's a really? uh, jump by Van Halen. Oh yeah. Go ahead and jump. <laughs> jump. jump. Yeah. For my love. Jump in, jump in if you want it. Wait, no, that's not the right song. That's a different one. Jump. Jump, jump for my love. <laughs> that's a different song. I know how it goes, but I'm not going to sing it. Yeah. It's, it's not um, I, uh, that's interesting because when you're a baby, you like, don't hear music. You know, you like don't retain it. So it's not like that brings me back to like, oh, that brings me back to coming out of my mom's puss. <laughs> oh, nostalgia. Jump, puss. All right. What about 1980 for Andrew? Any guesses? All right. 80? I mean, I'm guessing like something like uh, shit. Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, something. George Michael, maybe? Oh, that's a good guess. Good guess. It's actually Blondie, and the song is Call Me. Oh, yeah. Call me down by the riverside. Nope. That one? I think it's... <laughs> Call me, I love you. Can call me any, any time. Call me. Kind of sounds like no, jump no, no. a little bit. Call me, call me. Okay, what about you, Noah? Jump. Okay, for for me, it was me. 1983. Okay. 1983. Hmm. I mean, this is tough because none of us were really alive yet. I mean, yeah, I was yeah, alive. Yeah, like, I could, I could guess what the song was when I was like, you know, in, in the night, late '90s to early 2000s. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It. It was the pour police. some sugar on me, Bon Jovi. Ooh, the police. Every breath you take. Oh, that's a good one. What a year. That's yeah. really good. You know that um, September 11th, uh, September like the number one song during September 11th on Billboard charts was "I Keep on Falling oh, In wow. and Out of Love." With a fallen, uh, what? Yeah, that's true. Alicia Keys behind this. I know. Well, you know, I'm not pointing any fingers, but yeah, I I love to look up like what was happening at that time of like what was the number one song when fucking COVID hit. Um. Oh, 2020 was that? Let's see. Yeah, what was the COVID? Yeah, what was the 2020 biggest song? Yeah, what was what was the day before we found out of COVID? Like. I think she just has years. Uh, oh, yeah. So then, what was it, 2020 COVID dropped? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was classically March 2020. I'll listen to the sirens. COVID. 
Other people are still banging their pots and pans. Okay. Um, 2020, the most popular song, according to this list, was Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Yep, that checks out. Everyone's doing it on TikTok. Ding, ding, da, ding, ding, ding. It's so weird that that someday is going to be the same as Call Me. Oh, you get like it's gonna be such like a throwback song. It's just all new music. I mean, I know that's the way it works, but it's just weird that that will be an oldie someday. Even though I yeah. think that oldies still are oldies. Like to me, sixties music is still oldies, and nineties music is just nineties music. Even though nineties music now is oldies, when sixties music was oldies back in the nineties. Yes. Yeah. But right, yeah, someone, like nineties isn't I oldies. Tic- Do you think it's yeah. oldies to young kids? Well, that like 2000 is far enough from us as like when night when oh 1980 God, music disgusting. in 2000. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, like, it's wild. It's well, yeah, age is I, weird. I know, <laughs> but we're the youngest we're ever going to be. So just like fucking be excited about it. I mean, Jump. I just have to be. I know. Um, I, I actually on that uh, podcast today, I got to talk to that 20 year old who's on it named Josh something. But he was so sweet. He's 20 years old and he's like a TikTok kid and they were playing his TikToks because they wanted me to roast him. But I was like, you're adorable. And I was like, honestly, I want to know like what went into this TikTok. Like how many times did you practice it? Did you know that you like look cute when you like look to the side and like kind of smile and do like, huh. like I was like, did you know? He's like, I was, I was like, tell me the setting. Like, where did this happen? He's like, I'm 2017. I'm in my basement. And I was like, was your mom like dinner? And you were like, one more mom. And he was like, yeah, kind of. And it was like it was <laughs> interesting. It was like behind the music VH1, but behind the TikTok. It was fascinating, actually. No, it is wild that like all these kids start somewhere. They start in a basement, and they like they're somehow good looking enough where they could just go, you yeah. know. And and next, and I thing go, you know, did you know you were cute? Like, did you know like when you what looked did inside, he say? Like, and kind of he goes, yeah. And I go, you're right. You, you are. <laughs> One of them, they showed me a video later, and I go were you of age when you made this? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you're hot. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to comment because the first one I almost said it, but he was a little young. But then the second one, I was like, okay, yes. He goes, no, that was last week. And I go, you're hot. You're a cute kid. Good for you. I all mean, right. They we all gotta care go. who they're dating and everything. Like it's, oh my it's God, a weird it's a whole world. Thing. They were like, they were, they, they on the show. They were like, Josh, you got, you got caught this weekend canoodling with a woman at a club. I'm like, who is this kid? Why are teens filming him at a club? Like, it was just, they're so famous. And um, I don't give a fuck. It's not the type of fame that I'm like, I want in and I want to understand. I'm so glad that I don't get it. And I'm glad it happens for them. Like, they're allowed to have their own famous world. It's like K-pop. I don't know any K-pop artist at all. But they are bigger than any American movie star in terms of fans by far. Well, and it's okay. The, uh, what do we call it? When they were all on, like, the teen magazines. It's the same shit. They're all that. Those are those kids. They're going to grow it up. It is much bigger now. K-pop stars are much bigger than like Backstreet Boys. Really? I, I believe so. Yes. Yes, I do think so. I could be wrong, though. Okay, let's take a quick break and come back with Reddit Dump. Oh, no. Why do I care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but... 
you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, we're back. It's time for Why Do I Care? Why do I care? Okay, I don't know if you really care about this, and okay. um, but the besties want to know if you do, so that's why I included it. Oh, um, all right. Howard Stern slams Johnny Depp for overacting amid his defamation trial against Amber Heard. Oh. What's your take on the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard? You know, I'm on Reddit, and Reddit fucking hates her, and Johnny Depp's a hero, and but Reddit's filled with men. And they just love villainizing this woman who they could never get in real life. And so they they love that there might be this storyline where she's the one who's the abuser uh-huh. and he's the innocent one. I've done my research and it isn't great research. But what I can glean is that they're both abusive idiots. And yes. they both did stuff that was reprehensible and gross. And yeah. That's how I, I mean, feel I, the news is, though. I think you nailed it. That people are dying for people to go, believe men. Like... People want to hear that narrative so bad. And it is a real narrative. I get it. But they're really like leaning into like, he's he's such a soft man. You know what I mean? He's Meanwhile, yes. he's like, I'm going to shit on her and burn her body and eat her feces. Like, he's not yeah. the nicest guy on earth. Is it a earth. world like, where they both can be shitty? Like, can't yes. we have that? Yeah. Can't they be exactly. both be wrong? Does it have to be one or the other? And I did. I haven't seen him on on the stand though. But I I have a lot of friends who are like, she's awful, and he's just amazing. And I'm like, open your eyes. He's terrible too. He's yes. he definitely has kicked her before. He definitely has thrown things. He's had violent tantrums. He's said disgusting things. It doesn't. And maybe he did those in defense at some point of getting hit himself. Which by then I will excuse it. But not all of those were probably like they're both just two abusive people at each other. And I, you know, I don't know the, all the details of it though, but I wanted it to just all be her. God, I wanted it so bad, just like everyone else. But it's, it's not that. It's not all her. I saw this video. It is her. Like, but did it's you not see all the her. video where they go, Johnny? Uh, you're, uh, you would say you're much bigger than she is, and it gets quiet, and he just goes, uh, I wouldn't say that, and it just shows her face, and it's just so. hard. Yeah. Like, I'm not even like I don't even have the energy to follow it. I, I just can't don't watch care. it. Yeah, I don't care, and I don't. It makes me uncomfortable to watch them have to listen to their voice memos and like hear back the texts and stuff. It's it's too awkward for me. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Um, and I'm glad that I can sit this one out. I really am choosing to sit it out. Um, let's get to Reddit dump. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit dump. What up? Okay, Reddit dump. Let's do it. I mean, I have not been saving things that much, so I'm just going to try to throw some things at you and see if we've been through them before. Um, Okay, here's one. Ask Reddit. I don't think I've done this before. What's a piece of information you learned that now feels almost illegal to know? I don't Mm. know. I can't even think of something for myself, but someone said, when a satellite television service updates your programming, the change signal is only sent for a day or two. Satellite bandwidth is finite and expensive. So if you were to upgrade your service to get all the channels, disconnect your hardware after they all showed up, then called to downgrade and waited a few days, your system will miss the downgrade signal, and it could be years before any changes get made that would correct your lineup. 
that just seems illegal. But I guess it's not because it would take forever to correct. Did you get that? Did that make sense to you? Depression? Huh? No. I almost No, I'm confused, but it made. No, it confused me, but it it makes sense. But I. But it's a way to get all the do, channels but, because. But people do that all the time, don't they? To then, what do you mean? To then upgrade and then downgrade when they realize they can't afford an upgrade? Like, I don't but then the upgrade stays because it takes so long for that downgrade to happen. So, so why isn't everyone doing is, this? Okay. Well, now they well, might because I'm proliferating it. That's why it feels illegal. Um, so someone said creating nitrogen trio, trio died. When in a liquid form, it is stable. But once it dries so much as a fly landing on it creates a purple smoke explosion. It's so unstable that alpha radiation can be used to detonate that stuff. It's actually easy to get the material. I, I, mean, I don't want to even tell people how to do it. I think there's a lot yeah. of things like that. Um, someone said it is legal to grow opium poppies in the United States, but only if you don't know that they can be used to make drugs. Also That's insane that you got to be like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. What do you they're think, Johnny Depp? They're just pretty. <laughs> they're just pretty. I, do you know that they can be drugs? I do now. Am I in trouble? Like, that's the Sir, weird thing been, that as long as you don't know. You've been selling them now for six years. Ah, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. It's, a gr- it's so funny. I don't uh, know. Um, let's you know what I find that, weird lately? Oh, the, huh. the, the, with the whole Russia stuff, the, they go... Uh, uh, you know, Putin's testing nuclear weapons that might be ready four months oh, from now. It's stop like, saying nuclear. Huh? <laughs> you say nuclear like George W. Bush did. And everyone made fun of him. You did it last week and I go, what'd you say? Nuclear. Potatoes? Nuclear. Dukakis? Yeah. Okay. Bukaki. Uh, okay. So yeah, Russia, Putin. N- no, but all this info is just like, on Twitter, it's like, who? Where are the surprises in war? We're just like, oh, in four months he's gonna dr- like, I don't know. I just find all this information is just like being put out there, and everyone's just like, oh, okay, in four months he'll be ready with the nuclear bomb and whatever. Like, I don't know. I just <laughs> find like, do you know what I'm saying? Does, does this make no. sense? You Dude. like, oh, like they all. There's no like surprise attacks anymore. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Let me everything. tell you. Yes, there are. <laughs> That's why we have TSA. There's surprise attacks, <laughs> my friend. I don't know. But I think there, and there's definitely, like, I was surprised with the whole um, Ukraine thing that there is, like, ground <laughs> combat still. Like, there's still, like, fighting in the streets and, like, that yeah, there are guys. fights, I heard. Tickle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, play the, let's play the video of the funeral guy, Noah. Oh, so what happened at the funeral? You'll see. This is a guy on a talk show that this woman, it's kind of like a, almost like a news show that this woman hosts and she goes to this guy who uh, has a peculiar job. Bill, you're a private investigator. You also call yourself a coffin confessor. What do you do? In short, I crash funerals on behalf of the deceased. So people hire you. They tell you, say, a secret that they have while they're alive. And then they ask you to reveal that truth either at their funeral or when their will is being it could be a, I thought this was fake. The will reading or it could be a private message to somebody delivered uh, face-to-face. Um, this it, guy's real. Yeah, a job for anybody that mm. can just go and do it. It takes a little bit of nerve. But at the same time, it's a request that uh, started, believe it or not, as a joke. Tell us about your first client. Do tell us. Graham. He was a, uh, a gentleman that I'd been investigating a claim for. I got to know him only for a short while. He had cancer. 
he was close to death. Uh, we got to talking about death and the afterlife and uh, all things surrounding death. And I suggested he do his own eulogy. He said he'd been to plenty of funerals where eulogies just aren't shown out of disrespect or the families just don't show. And so I suggested I crash his funeral for him. And he took me up on the offer and I did so. What did he want you to say at his funeral? <laughs> he wanted me to out his best mate for trying to sleep with his wife while he was on his deathbed. <laughs> he also asked me to remove three people from the uh, congregation that he hadn't seen in 30 years. So why would they pay him the respect now when they could have you know, seen him when he was alive? And you went through with it? Absolutely. What was the response? Shock. Now, I'm interrupting a funeral, mm. you know, between you know, loved ones sitting there and grieving and best mates performing eulogy, and I stand up, interrupt the funeral service and uh, announce that his best mate's got to sit down, shut up or bugger off because the man in the coffin's got something to say and this is what it is. And I'll open the envelope and I'll read aloud exactly what was said. Did the best man stay put, walk out? He left pretty quickly. Why do you think some people take this approach to confess after death? Well, most of it's because they haven't got the strength to get up and punch the people in the face that are hurting them. That's, that's really what it is. I mean, it's not all bad either. I mean, it's good, bad, funny and sad. There's quite a, a range of funerals that have crashed. How much do you charge? Between two and $10,000, but they don't need the money where they're going and I never get a complaint. You've said that one before, right? Many times. <laughs> what a cutie. Oh. What do you think about that, Andrew? You loved it, right? It's my favorite thing I think I've seen in, in years. <laughs> I knew it. It's a long Dude. clip, but I just thought people would like it. First of all, the silence in the crowd is, huh? The silence in the crowd is so funny, but God, would I love to play, to do that with someone in my family, you know? Yeah. Oh, you would oh. like to do it after you're dead or you would like to be the guy that stands I don't think you could I think you would be too awkward you get so uncomfortable when oh no I wouldn't like, want to be I wouldn't want to be that I couldn't be that guy I couldn't be like excuse me uh, you were trying to fuck I would love body. to be that guy I would like that <laughs> job I but I could see you not liking that I had, that's why I was surprised I was like I think I that's like, like one of those things of like me picking up dog shit with leaves where you like want to <laughs> scramble away no I would like, like to be dead and telling a secret to everybody about like and and have everyone have to feel awkward at my own funeral that would be really that would be kind of fun oh man i think it'd be fun yeah it would be fun have you ever seen the one where the guy um has a recording inside his casket that's like guys let me out of here boom 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 please let me out i'm awake (laughs) and everyone is around it's being he's being laid into the ground and everyone's laughing because they knew this guy had such a funny sense of humor and it really does sound like he's in there like come on guys i'm serious (laughs) oh my god i mean dude you've been to a funeral there to fucking it's like anything to cut cut the tension would be nice you know it's good yes i Uh, i don't know there was a part of that where he said like you know he he wanted the guy to say um to kick people out that hadn't visited, hadn't talked to him in thirty years. I'm like, why would anyone who haven't, you haven't talked to in thirty years come to your? That's a long, that's a lifetime. <laughs> like that's too long. Yeah. Like, a, why does he know those people are going to go to the funeral? That's weird. But I do think that it's funny weird. if you're sitting at a funeral and a guy, a random dude. Yes, no one knows. 
that no one knows and I was even wondering why he's there stands up and says I've got the man in the casket has something to say you need to shut up to the guy that's delivering the <laughs> eulogy it's wild it's so cool but yeah it would be like that would be really hard to do what's like the most like um have you ever had a moment like that where you were really scared to like stand up and say something and like you need you knew you needed to do something and you were just like I'm about to like really embarrass myself have you had any any feeling like that before where you were like i mean oh my i've God, had moments i've had moments where like you feel like you have to like speak at a funeral or like do something like that which just scared the living shit out of me scare and speak at a wedding i hate oh, that. People oh think, but that's planned oh oh no. you mean like out of nowhere like, just like you just like a feeling like that where you're like oh god i gotta do this i know i gotta do it i'm scared to do it you know okay, what i was scared go. of I'm doing it you know what i was scared of that not really even planned and it's it goes back to my freshman year in college what so when you when you're on your floor uh, you know mm-hmm. everyone meets up in in like the study hall or whatever like on your floor and everyone meets each other and you have to stand up and you just got to go this is my name this is where yes. I'm from. This is my age. Yes. You can't believe how afraid I was to do things like that, where I would be shaking. Really? And because I would think everyone would judge me based off of like how I said where I'm from or whatever. Like it right. scared the living shit. And now that I speak Fuck. in front of people, people are like, what? How's that possible? But things like that where it's like I would feel so much judgment and fear from things like that and that's like that makes me think of that like something like that where and we always do that to people we always go oh it's so easy just what's your name what's your sign what you know where you're from tell me something interesting about yourself some people that could be the scariest possible thing they could do and we're just so scary um we have to go because my my phone is or my computer is literally about to die and it's not taking a charge so i'm gonna go into final thought um yeah yeah that's the scariest thing ever and i'm just gonna go until my computer dies to be honest with you is that okay (laughs) Noah? Did you ever, did you have that moment at Colorado or Kansas or, or other? No, I loved those to? opportunities. <laughs> I actually loved those times where you were like, oh, say something interesting about yourself or like you're what would saying you say? something, name your name one, is Nikki and then I like blah, blah, blah. And it has to be something that starts with the same letter as your name. And I would always say nice people because nothing else starts with N. That is like, okay, to, you know, it's like, that's not numbats. Like I never knew what to say. Um, I, I think the moment, like things like this that kind of give me anxiety is when I'm like, I see someone being wronged and I know I have to stand up for them and be like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, I think like when I have to do something like that or I have to go like, hey, that's not cool. Or like be the uh, one to like stand yeah. up really what, like on a gives subway me anxiety. Or something? Just anyway, I'm trying to think of like at a... Um, uh, you know, when I was walking down the street in Canada one time and a guy was like blaring his music from his phone and I had to be like, stop, like w- turn that off. That's rude. And like that moment of anxiety. But I knew I was right. And I knew that no one like this guy needed to be called out. And I rarely do something like that. But those moments where you just have the bravery to be like, I'm going to call out like assholes right now. And like it, I and I'm going to look Scary. stupid. I'm going to look unhinged. I'm going to be the one that's like the guy at that funeral that's standing up and everyone goes, who are you to say something? But like. No, I'm. I know I'm doing what's right. This guy. I need to understand why you would be blasting your music on your speakerphone where it sounds shitty when we're in public. It's wild. I go. What if it was Taylor Swift? He goes. <laughs> would you be pissed though if it was music you no, I'd liked? I'd say turn it up, bro. <laughs> yeah, turn it. Let me connect my fucking AirPods. Yeah. <laughs> no, he goes. Oh, your you nail accept- polish offends me, and I go. It's offensive. <laughs> it goes. It's loud. He goes. Your nail polish is loud, and I go. My blue nail polish. This is offensive. He was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, really? I think I did that, and then I'm like out of stuff to say. What it was about a whole. You it was a huge photos thing. on the plane this 
just trip. We oh yeah, someone like airdropped a photo to me, and I was like, should I accept it? Because I thought it might be a dick. Because sometimes people send like gross stuff to women, and I accepted it. It was just like two people on the plane being like selfies, like which hey. was worse than a dick. It was a bachelorette Honestly, party. It was. Yeah, um, <laughs> makes me sick. Loud bachelorette parties. Uh, that is another thing on planes. That's a perfect oh. example on a plane where someone's being rude, and you go, N- enough. One guy the other day on a plane was like, I s- I. Can I get, I need to make my connection. And the woman's like, um, yes, sir, you have to sit down. He goes, I've been on more planes than you have in your life. He says this to a flight attendant. Ugh. And I, I, he goes, I've literally flown more than you have. I save children for a living. And I was, and he was already bragging about when I got on the plane, this fucking asshole. I was so close to calling him out, but then he, he shut up. And I was like, if he says one more thing, I get to, I get to say something. And then he didn't say anything. I was so <laughs> mad because it would have been so good to be like, you, I go, I was planning on saying the fact that you save children, I wouldn't let a child near you, you fucking creep. You're bragging about flying more than this flight attendant. Shut up. No one I was I was gonna go off so hard and everyone's gonna applaud that probably. Did you look at your nail polish before off. you said something? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> actually my cuticles were bleeding and I was like, I can't say anything. Uh, guys, we gotta go. I don't know why talking faster is gonna make this my battery not die, but I have to go. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll be here tomorrow. Don't be cut and Jack. Jack Crap. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 